<laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special Rise of Skywalker Star Wars edition of the BCP right now here live from House Francis. Chris, thank you for having us. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, happy to welcome the panel. Of course, we're here with the good brother, my cousin, uh, you know, the force is strong with this one, Mr. Tim Urich. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Excited to be back on the podcast and ready to go. It's been a while, man. Good to see you, bro. You know, first ballot Bob Coulter uh, Hall of Famer, as we always say. There we go. I'm ready. And here live at House Francis with uh, Lord Vader himself, the dark side is strong with this one. Of course, my good buddy, uh, Mr. Chris Francis. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks. Yeah, man. And thank you guys uh, for making time to do this of course we have to talk about rise of skywalker uh, probably one of the biggest blockbuster movies out there right now super excited to talk to you guys about a film that i really liked um i don't know how you guys felt about it after the last installment uh of course the last jedi which i called a bumpy movie um you know we we're talking about the difference between the different directors a lot of back and forth going on with this uh i realized that i didn't love the last jedi not only because of the last podcast we had but uh i have only watched it twice once in the theater and once when it came out. So uh, for a Star Wars movie, that's uh, that, that's very telling. But I did enjoy this one. I had a couple issues. Gentlemen, real quick before we start talking about the characters and things that we like, Easter eggs, all that good stuff. What did you guys think about the transition from The Last Jedi to now J.J. Uh, Abrams returning for The Rise of Skywalker? Well, I, I mean, I think he, uh, you know, he, he left off where he began. And, uh, yeah, with, yeah. With uh, The Force Awakens and... You know, I, I mean, I personally think he should have just done the whole thing straight through, but... I concur. Um, you know what's funny? In my re-watching, you know, I took, like, the first 10 days, like, before the movie came out, and I tried to watch one a day. I had to double up on a couple of days. But I rewatched everything that I needed to rewatch Good to get ready. And upon rewatching The Last Jedi, I found myself actually enjoying it a little bit more than the last two times I saw it. And I, I wonder if it's going to like grow on me a little bit more as we get going. But there was a lot to do in this movie. And I think... I honestly feel like J.J. Abrams had an impossible task to satisfy mm. old fans, new fans... And to kind of uh, fulfill these character arcs from the old characters and new characters and still build into, you know, the the Star Wars legacy and what will happen moving forward. And, you know, we're going to talk about it, but I think he did a fantastic job. And um, I have a list of, like, things. One, I enjoyed it. You know, was it cheesy? A little bit. But I think that it did what it had to do and Abrams did what he had to do. To really put it all together. Very well said. I, I like what you're saying about that. You know, Chris, you saying J.J. should have done all three. Because we could feel it. You know, like I would keep saying, Last Jedi was a little bumpy. But uh, J.J. Abrams, what you said, Tim, having that impossible task of recreating just characters that are lovable. We have a droid in BB-8 that's just as lovable as 3PO and R2-D2. Uh, Rey, one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Such an interesting story arc for her in this one. Um, guys, why don't we start... a talking about the older characters that we're familiar with first. If you don't mind, I'd like to start with my personal favorite. You know, everyone's uh, the most loyal creature in the galaxy. Everyone's favorite, uh, Chewbacca. Can I get a That's really good. <laughs> All of those are really good. We, 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 we speak Wookiee uh, fluently here. We, uh, we practice a little <laughs> I was going to say, too that, much. that was not a first time uh, occurrence there. A lot going on with Chewie. Where do I begin? 
this kind of goes back to Ray's character arc a little bit. There, there's a major misdirect in this movie with uh, Chewbacca's character. By the way, spoilers. Yes, spoilers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we didn't we, give you the spoiler yeah. alert. You know, we gave you, we gave <laughs> yeah. you guys two weeks though to watch this movie. So yeah. come on, get with it. But um, <laughs> I thought this was, you know, the running joke being uh, that Jeff had always said, Chris, um, if they do something to Chewie, we're walking out of the theater. You know, being the running joke. It's funny you say that because. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been saying that for years. Right. I said I will wear black for the rest of my life, and I will mourn yeah. if anything happens. And then, you know, go ahead. No, and I agree with you. It's like the dog. I mean, not to yeah. equate Chewie to a dog, but, yeah. you know, it's Chewie, man. It's Chewbacca. And basically that huge misdirect scene, it was weird because I liked that scene, and I hate to say it because Chewbacca, you guys know, is my favorite. But think about it, where Ray is kind of pulling the ship and then a little bit of we see a little bit of the emperor power within her again spoiler alert within her and the ship explodes and and you everyone chewy and you hear the hurt in her voice uh you kill chewy and to me i i you know i almost got up and stood up and and started walking you know because i've been the running joke but what a powerful storytelling device what a powerful scene and honestly like i said this to chris before like had it been the actual transport chewy was in like it was all happenstance like she really could have killed Chewie. Like, luckily she didn't, but it was all happenstance. Um, what did you guys think of that scene? And again, thankfully, Chewie was okay, but it was weird. I kind of liked it as a storytelling device, if that makes sense, and kind of teasing Ray's descent into the dark side. I thought that was very powerful. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for believability, Yeah. I mean, it was a shock. Like, I never thought they would do it. Dude. And then I was like, oh my God, they did it. And I, I think yeah. by the time... I was still in shock that they did it, that you learn that he didn't actually die. So, like, I didn't have time to really, I don't think, process. like you. But, like, I was like, for a while, I was like, they, they, they did it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, dude. And, 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 again, it was like, it was like uh, when uh, J.J., you know, essentially killed Han Solo. And I'm watching that movie. Uh, I was watching with Jeff and Emily, and we're watching it. And, you know, I'm eating my popcorn, man. And I worked in a movie theater for years. I don't eat popcorn anymore, but I was in, man. And I was like, I really liked Force Awakens. And, like, I'm like, is he going to kill Han Solo? Is J.J. Abrams going to have the you-know-what to kill Han Solo? And he does it, and I'm cool with it. And it was really, really <laughs> well done. And I'm sitting here going, is he going to have the you-know-what to kill Chewie? Like, that's tough. And it was in it was interesting. Any any thoughts on that, Tim? Um, yeah, well, first... first uh, one of my greatest movie-going moments is when Han Solo gets killed because I saw Star Wars on opening night, The Force Awakens opening night, and you had people who hadn't seen it yet, and you had a theater of probably a hundred people, and you had an audible gasp in the crowd, and it was amazing <laughs> because everybody was just, like, shocked that that actually happened. Uh, with this... Um, you know, there's a lot of action that goes on in the first uh, 40 minutes of the movie. And, you know, you kind of need something emotional to pull you back into the story because it is really hectic in those first what, 30, 40 minutes. So I think like this misdirect of Chewie potentially being blown up um, coming from, you know, fans who are seeing it for the first time, you do get into the actual story and you think, oh, my goodness, could this potentially happen? Um 
obviously it doesn't make sense for the story so if you were coming in with a really level head you would know that that wasn't the case like you knew it was going to be a misdirect in that case but because we were so emotionally invested in you know this is the the last installment of this whole series you know you really felt it like oh my goodness that just happened and yeah that is the running joke we are walking out if that happens <laughs> so um you know i think because of all the action that took place in the first 30 40 minutes you really had to get something to get you back into the emotional like investment yeah. of you know what is going on what is at stake here there's a couple of little things that i had like issues with right um you know and, and they're all like little things ticky tack things like right Ray, Ray is emotionally like distraught because she blew up this ship that Chewie was on. So I guess that that clouded her like judgment. But then like twenty minutes later, she's on whatever the name of that um, planet, and she's like, "Oh, look, a star destroyer." Chewie's on that star destroyer, so she knew like right away. Right. So I guess like her being, you know, her being shocked that she blew it up kind of clouded her judgment and her idea that maybe. <clears throat> you know he was uh, alive that she 20 minutes later knew that was like the, the tiny tiny little thing if i'm being you know hypercritical of it but i uh, overall you know it pulled me right in and i yeah. was into the story so. exactly like i said like such yeah. a uh traumatizing scene really i mean yeah. uh yeah because he, yeah. listen he doesn't deserve that type of death when you look Good at call. it when you, when you see when you see the movie for the second and third time um he doesn't deserve that type of death but seeing it the first time you really get that idea that oh my goodness did that just happen and, you know, knowing, you know, he really doesn't deserve that type of death. So, you know that it really can't happen that way. Really well said. And, uh, yeah, maybe more of a self-sacrificing type of death or something like yeah. that. I could talk about Chewie all day. Just real quick, a couple more Chewie points. Sorry, big Chewbacca guy over here. This scene, and I'll throw this over to you, Chris. Basically, that scene where they come back kind of towards the end. Obviously, we know what happens to Leia. We'll talk to Le uh, or talk about Leia in a little bit. Chewie kind of finds out, hey, all my friends are dead like he comes back Chewie falls to the ground the general didn't make it you know he knows her as Princess Leia obviously and he just falls down and like even Poe tries to comfort him and he's pushing him away and he just can't stand and just like uh man just like a terrible moment but you get a feel for Chewbacca again things missing from The Last Jedi where people were allowed to emote a little bit so you got to see Chewbacca you got to see his pain which was unfortunate but also just a great scene by JJ because he said he regretted in, uh, I believe, Force Awakens, there was a scene where Chewbacca had just walked right by Princess Leia or something like that, and he regretted how that scene was shot or something like that. But thoughts on that scene about just kind of Chewbacca losing all his friends from back in the day? Yeah, I mean, like you said, that, that was one of the things, like, I go, all right, well, now he's visibly... This is, like, what should have happened in the first one. Yes. You know, ding, ding, ding. I mean, I understand, you know, Leia's gone, now Luke's gone, you know, Han's gone, but, I mean... Han was his buddy for years. That's his dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know he got, you know, he roared and shot at Kylo Ren, but, you know, the aftermath, he was just kind of like, do do do, like walking around, like nothing, you know, when there should have yeah. been more of a thing between him and Leia or, or, you know, but, I mean. I agree. You know. I gotcha. I think, um,. I think it's it's definitely well done because you get to see a little bit of emotion out of this character. Um, now I think I think it's Kevin Smith. If anybody hasn't seen Kevin Smith's like 
Um, he, he does like an hour long I watch it right away, depiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he, he does like a review of the um, of the Last Jedi, and he talks about it how there should have been a scene where where Chewie is just telling Luke about what happened to Han. And you, you don't need to, like, hear anything or you don't need any, like, subtitles because you know that he's just telling the story. And this is kind of, like, I think we get, like, a little emotion. And I think it kind of makes up for the Ryan um, Johnson's um, mm. lack of, like, emotion that we should have had in that scene. So, I mean, it's a really good scene and it's powerful because everything else kind of... There's only one thing to focus on and it's Chewie reacting to what just happened. Absolutely. And uh, another missed opportunity here. Uh, through all the movies, you know, Chewbacca has uh, a relationship with Ben, don't forget. You know, they, I, I would assume, grew up together, you know, Ben being Han's son at all. Another missed opportunity, and my friend Annie presented this to me, uh, so I'll give her credit for this. Uh, again, when Chewie was in the cell or on the Star Destroyer or whatever, you could have used that opportunity to have Kylo interact with Chewie and in some sort of way where, you know, maybe he's in the handcuffs, the guys are shoving him around, and maybe he's like, hey, you know, like, you know, don't push him around. Or, you know, like, some sort of empathy towards Chewie. Like, you know, they never really showed that relationship. There was a, I remember there was that comic strip uh, where it showed Chewie and uh, Ben is a little boy, and then, you know, reverts back to Chewie shooting um, Kylo Ren after he killed Han Solo. Um, so that was another, like, opportunity they could have taken, but you never really get to see the relationship between... Chewie and Ben, and that would have been very cool. So I thought that was a good point. And then lastly, um, as far as Chewbacca is concerned, again, I could do a whole Chewbacca podcast. <laughs> uh, the medal, receiving the medal at the end. What uh, what did that mean to you guys uh, being, what, 42 years ago, I believe, uh, that first movie came yeah. out? Um, I thought it was, it was a small little thing that I know a lot of fans over the years have, um, like, talked about. So, you know... I thought it was just an extra thing that was done for the old school fans that, you know, as a fan, I appreciated. So, I mean, I just thought it was it was something that was extra and I, I loved just in general. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a nice little throwback, you know, and especially since, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff out there about Chewie not receiving the medal, you know, right. and, um, you know, it, it was just, nice, it was nice, just a nice little throwback, to, you know. To the old, to the old uh, movies. Yeah, exactly. And, which, which JJ did a good job. We're discrediting that uh, that Carrie gave him the medal at some MTV awards in like nineteen ninety seven. I remember that. I <laughs> yeah. forgot about Don't that. Don't forget about that. That didn't happen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's cool. All right, guys, and of course we have to talk about you know we'll always know her as Princess Leia, one of the you know just best female characters, one of the best characters of all time. Um, now, General Leia, Tim, one of your all time favorites. What did you think about Leia in this movie and them being able to have Leia play such an important role in this film as well as The Last Jedi after Carrie Fisher's passing? So I, I love and I hate hearing the idea that um, she was supposed to have just such a bigger role in this last movie. Mm. But with everything that happened with her passing, um, I think they did as good of a job as they could with what went on um the one thing that i was very 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 concerned about was that they were gonna give her an off-screen death like if we got the mm. the the scroll and it said you know princess leia or general leia organa has passed like i would have been furious yes. so i think having an on-screen death uh was very important for her character 
and just the way that it happened, like you knew some of the some of the things that they did, like when they had the silhouette of her, that obviously wasn't her. Um, so like you know, for for us just seeing it on screen and her actually, you know, doing what she did in the movie and and kind of like channeling Ben and and taking care of all that, and then using everything in her being to do that and all of her strength to do it, much like Luke did using all of his strength in the last Jedi to channel his way across the galaxy. Um, you know, I thought that her, her passing in the film was just, it was, it was good for her character and, and it was, it was good enough and it satisfied based on circumstances. So I thought it was all right. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you could only work with so much. I will say, Watching it the first time through, I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, they did what they could, like you said. Um, and they definitely honored the character, yeah. uh, as they should. Seeing it uh, seeing it again, I thought, man, she has a lot of, a lot of quick one-liners and a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of back-of-the-head shots. And again, I get that. I get why. Um, but it was a little bit more noticeable. It just... In, in terms of just uh, cinematography and things like that. Well, they know? used there's there's you know you can go on Disney Plus not to you know not to promote Disney Plus no, on no. here, yeah. but like uh, you can go on Disney Plus and you could see like the deleted scenes from like um, the Last Jedi and the one line that she has is like you can't underestimate a droid yeah. is one of the deleted scenes. So like it was interesting seeing that they've used that and like incorporated it in so like i said i think they did a good job with what they had and you know they didn't want to use the digital um you know like putting her in digitally which i get and i respect that um it's just i can't get over like what her role would have been mm -hmm. had she not passed mm -hmm. so like i i really feel like they would have did um what they teased in in the Last Jedi, which was like a confrontation between Ben and Leia, and you know whether they were wielding lightsabers or not, it was would have been some sort of confrontation. So like a little piece of me is like sad that we'll never know what the plan was, but you know given the circumstances, I I think they did as good of a job as they could have. Absolutely, and again, I think honoring the character also in a way where we find out that Leia was trained as a Jedi. Leia did have a lightsaber. Obviously, that story kind of was cut short by her seeing her future and having to save her son. Uh, Chris, I mean, Star Wars fan for such a long time, man. Uh, thoughts on Leia, how she was using this movie, and also Leia becoming essentially a Jedi for a little bit. Well, I mean, I was actually surprised about how much she was actually in there. Hmm. I, I was, you know, when they after she passed, you're like, well, what are they going to do? You know, like, how? what are they going to do? Yeah. So I thought what they did was fantastic. I mean, they like we said, we, they did the best they could with what they had. Um, but I mean, all, all the scenes were emotionally charged. Yeah. You know, she you know she she played the part she needed to play. Um, I particularly like how she was referred to the princess of Alderaan. That's a nice. Yeah. That was a nice little homage. That was that was, for, yeah, uh, that was nice. nice nice touch that they yeah, did. Well done, sir. And um, and and yeah, I mean just. You know, the way she went out, another peaceful Jedi tactic, getting to her son, you know, the, you know, the Jedi way, the same kind of thing Luke did. He's a pacifist, t you know, technique to get to the, you know, to get to the person. And, um, I mean, it was just, I, I think it was brilliant the way they did it. That's all. I also Great. thought that, Great. like, they, um, the idea that they put in that she knew 
that Ray was a Palpatine uh, and still trained her anyway. I thought that that was like perfect for Princess Leia's character. Like that just seems like something that she would have done. Um, another thing, uh, I kind of wish they would have given Billy Lord a bigger uh, role. Being her daughter, and you know, I I think like the little scenes that we've had with her, I thought they were good. I thought she was fine. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because I was just gonna put in when when Leia starts kind of feeling sick or deteriorates or however you want to say like you know when she feels I don't know the force or whatever when she has to give her life for her son when she kind of walks away I believe it is Billy Lord that kind of walks her to the like yeah. it's very subtle but kind of walks her to the bed or to the area I just wish it was like scene. more Billy Lord sure yeah but I mean it, it's fine yeah um I will say that nugget was there but I, I get what you're saying that was something that I noticed uh and as far as little little things um what did you guys think about Harrison Ford showing up in this one because I did not expect I, it all. I thought he was done with these I was shocked. yeah yeah. Um shocked. I mean that that, yeah. that that whole scene was was amazing. Um I mean I was shocked. I, I mean I thought Harrison Ford was done. Yeah. He you wanted know. to be done for a long time. I know, and and then you know, just the whole circumstances of you know, Leia giving her life to save her son, Ray having mercy on him and healing him. Uh mm-hmm. and then and then he has this vision of his father where, you know, I mean I, I didn't catch it. But like as I'm going reviewing with with stuff, when you know he goes to say dad, and then he, I know, and I was like, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch yeah, it. You know what it was? It was the shock of the first time seeing it. The second time I saw it, I caught it, yeah. and I was like, oh my goodness, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like that they were very quick, very very quick to have um, to have Adam Driver say that you're just a memory now i thought that was good not that there would have been confusion of whether he was a force ghost or not right. but because you're working with force ghosts you kind of have to like i don't know i feel like it, it was just well done in that like you definitely like drew the line like this was a memory this wasn't anything other than that um i i don't know i thought it was cheesy that it was like a mirror scene of his han solo's death but flipped, you know, the other way around. I know what I have to do, but I don't yeah, have the strength to do it. But yeah. I was fine with it. Like it was it don't get me wrong, it was cheesy, but I was very okay with it and I thought it was awesome, you know. So it, it was just it was definitely a shock. It was like it was like the last Jedi Yoda shock because we didn't know we were getting Yoda and puppet Yoda <laughs> in that respect. Uh, so I mean, it was good, it was great, and you know, um, it was funny. Uh, my girlfriend said, "How much did you think Harrison Ford got paid for his one day shoot? He probably did." Yeah, it was it was so. great though. You have these two phenomenal actors, Adam Driver and Harrison Ford. You knew it was going to be a good scene. A few people had suggested to me. That storyline wise, you know, said you were wondering what Leia would have been doing normally. Um, we're saying that that scene was supposed to be between possible. I mean, this is fan theory. I don't have any proof of this. That that was supposed to be Leia in that scene with Ben, which I think would have made a lot of sense. But obviously, you have very limited footage of Carrie Fisher at this point. Then that would have made that would have made a lot of sense, right? If you think about yeah. it, she projected herself there, right? Yeah. She, exactly, and yeah, then yeah. she's a force ghost or whatever. So there's no question if it's a memory, or even know? if that was her. Like Luke, how Luke projected himself if she projected herself. Yes, yes. And then that's what caused her. The know, only thing that would have but, been like a struggle there was that you would feel like Kylo Ren was duped by Luke Skywalker in not knowing that he was a Force ghost. And then the second time, 
he would have been duped by Princess Leia. Oh, I forgot. Thinking that, that it would have been a Force ghost. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, but I mean, it, it, listen, we're we're speaking in hypotheticals now. Ex- so. Exactly, and but it's like you guys kind of agree with it. Like it's almost too perfect. Like that should have been. Like I'm glad to see Han Solo. What a shock that was. Um, you've seen kind of the love between the the father and son. A lot of different kinds of love in this movie. We'll talk about that later. The I know line. The I know line. The I. That'll get when you, you realize, yeah, that was that was very well done. I thought. Oh yeah, um, a lot of tear jerkers in this one. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, well, I almost said everyone's favorite droid, but uh, everyone's favorite um, human relations or <laughs> droid. Uh, C three PO. Tim, you were telling me uh, earlier after you saw the film, you loved the way that they were able to utilize three PO in this film, whereas in the last two films, uh, kind of a background player, key player in this one. Man, I enjoyed it. He. Um... Yeah, so in the promos, all you saw was, and I thought it was cheesy in the promos. I thought it was a missed opportunity, but he, you know, I guess in the idea that yes, he's a droid and he really doesn't have friends. I thought it was really cheesy when he says, you know, I'm taking one last look at my friends. But I think it kind of works, and I'm I've grown, um, I've grown better in my opinion of it. I think it's fine. Um, I I was happy that they gave uh c-3po's character a lot more lines and not only that they were comedic lines and and they kind of they they just it was it was vintage c-3po and um you know i don't know he's had his he's had his memory like erased in the past um we see it at the end of the first trilogy uh the prequel trilogy we see that he has his uh memories wiped but i don't know it felt a little if, if they kept his memory wiped, I would have been okay with it. The fact that they, they sprinkled in a little line when they talked about, oh, doesn't R2 back up your memory? And then he says, yeah, but R2s can be finicky or whatever yeah, he says. Famously unreliable. Yeah, fam- that's like that's that. it. Famously unreliable. Um, so, you know, listen, he did it. He did, it, it, it was great. I thought it was fine for the story. Um I thought it was interesting that like he was programmed. I I just thought it was I thought it was well done that they utilized him in this way because he has been in every single Star Wars movie. So, um, you know, I, I think giving giving him a lot more lines and a, a nice comedic approach to it, it worked really well for the character. Gotcha, Chris. Any thoughts on three PO? One of one of the classic Star Wars. I characters. mean, honestly. Uh... Eight episodes of annoying ass C three PO, and here comes the waterworks because I didn't want, I didn't see I didn't see those promo I saw them after the fact yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so I didn't I never so when he when it was like what are you doing you know I'm taking one last look at my friends and I'm going God damn it three PO <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like I was I was I was like emotional wreck I was like you gotta be kidding me dude yeah and I was like it's like it's like three PO two because like. You kind of got the feeling like you see Force Awakens, Han Solo goes out. Last Jedi, okay, something's going to happen with Luke. Oh, and Carrie Fisher has passed in real life. Like, we kind of see, like, all our key players are going out. Like, they tease Chewbacca in this one. Now we're essentially erasing 3PO's memory, which is the equivalent to killing 3PO, yes. I, would, I would say. I mean, yeah. Um, so a lot of you know a lot of tear jerking moments in this, but uh, he was utilized so great. And again, a lot of like callbacks to the Han Solo three PO relationship with one of my favorite characters, Poe, uh, where Poe's like you know don't want to know the odds. I said don't tell me, and you know there's a couple moments where three uh, PO says something, and they all kind of just like look at him like 
really? And then he's like, sees everyone looking at him, and then he kind of looks behind him, like, what do you know? It's just like, it's perfect. You know? Oh, and yeah. When JJ po, uh, gets his moment. When Poe asks uh, where Ray is, where Finn is, and then he says, uh, You didn't ask about me, but I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Laughed. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, I, I love the dynamic. And JJ gets all those dynamics very, very good. Uh, even little things, you know, a lot of people's criticism of The Force Awakens was, it was very reminiscent of A New Hope. And and again, I think he did a good job of introducing these new characters, uh, paying tribute to the old ones, and then kind of a little bit of a love letter, I would say, to, to A New Hope. So I was cool with it. But he gets things right. Like, even when they're kind of parading around the, uh, again, to rescue Chewie, uh, much like when they're rescuing Leia, parading around the Star Destroyer, whatever you want to call it now. There's a million of them. You know, you see kind of like the Stormtrooper ranks going, and then, you know, they kind of like sneak up behind him. It's just like, the shots are even similar to uh, you know how the old movies are. So I, I think JJ did a great job. A lot of attention to detail there. Where should we go? Characters next. There's so many to go. Should we should we jump into Ray? I mean, such a huge part of this movie. Where you guys want to go? I was gonna say. Well, while we're on yeah, uh, yeah. OT characters, OT. We gotta talk about Lando. Lando, Lando. where is he? <laughs> Billy D. <laughs> nice scrubbed. <laughs> Good Lando. Well. What was it like seeing? Uh, did Did you know it was him in the in the mask? I I honestly I knew as soon as I saw the guy that me was too. covered up. I was like, that's Lando. Yep, yeah, me too. I, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I almost said it to you too, man. But I was like, let's. I'm not gonna say nothing. Uh, no, it was just cla- you know it was classic Lando. I mean, look, smooth. Yeah, smooth, smooth Lando. He, I mean, he jumps in there. You know, he's like, he's still general. You know, they still call him general. And, yes. Uh, My flying know. days are over. But like you know, I mean, he still he still managed to sneak in there, like you know, say hi to the princess for him, you know, yeah, that, exactly. that kind of thing. Which like, was still... which was a nice little callback though, because yeah. he says that in, I don't I can't remember what the other movie they said it in, but it was a nice little callback. Yeah, and like I said, JJ gets all those all those things right. But it's great to see Lando. Uh, a little bit of a teaser with him at the end. Um, some people were kind of again fan theories and, and you know jj does a good job at kind of creating all these worlds outside of the movie uh where the uh, other character who had defected as a as a stormtrooper as well as finn i forget i can't remember the character name. she was great yeah um there was a little bit of a you know tease that she may have been uh related to lando or apparently that's where people were taking it um but it was kind of cool to see kind of lando have a connection with someone at the end there he's like oh let's find out who you are and all that kind of stuff um, so again, another interesting Lando storyline and Lando saying my flying days are over and then he comes in with all those ships at the end. Again, fast forward to the ending there. Uh, and if you guys look at some of the Easter eggs, they were saying uh, the Mandalorian ship was there. Yeah, it was like all the ships the other were there. Ones. Yeah, the, the ghost, so ghost was in there, I think, yeah. the Rebels. There was... Um... Yeah, come on. I love little stuff like that. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was a lot of the ships that were, that were in there. I mean, it's a nice way to just sneak them in there. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, if you look closely, you'll find them. But you got to like pausers because I was trying to look real quick, and I'm like, like I heard that they were here, but I can't. There's just so many ships, yeah. which was so cool. And then you got your A wings, B wings, X wing. You know, I, I used to love the computer games. Yeah, you know, and, and then well, just in that scene, you had a nice little callback. They brought Wedge back in there. Yeah, yeah the absolutely. My favorite. So that was a nice. That was a nice touch. And he was actually gunning the Millennium Falcon. I didn't even realize until the second time I saw that he was he was the gunner for the Millennium Falcon. I thought he would be in an X wing. Um, so Lando, they did a couple of like really nice things with Lando. I thought Chewie's hug with Lando, as mm. it, it seemed as genuine as you could make Chewbacca hugging Lando, it seemed pretty good. Um, <laughs> and I thought his like they did a little like 
quick like two seconds of him stepping onto the Millennium Falcon and just looking around again. I thought that was very nicely Good done. Call. Yeah, um, but Lando just seeing him back on there was great, and you know it, it was it was nostalgic, and I think they used him properly. Um, and they did throw that little thing in that he potentially could be Jana's uh, father. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes or, you know, yeah. where they would use it because we know Star Wars loves to um, yeah. just roll out every product that they can. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'll, throw, I'll throw a curveball at you guys real quick. Um, before we go in, into more characters, I want to talk about, you know, we all said at the beginning we really enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I think that goes uh, for all of us. Um, Last Jedi, again, I said it was very, very bumpy. I don't, I've only watched it twice. I think in terms of things that I didn't like, there were two major things. Uh, one thing I want to say now is because this is how the movie started, it was the Emperor's back, okay. He has this whole secret fleet, okay. And he's got this whole master plan, and he's confronting Kylo like right out of the gate. And I'm like, okay, this is all very new information and undoes a lot of stuff from the last two movies, but okay, like... I don't like how it's just like all this completely new information that's not really explained. You know, well, how are you back, dude? Uh, well, you know, it's unnatural. I, it, it was the same line he had used from uh, one of the prequels. Uh, we have many abilities, some of which are considered unnatural. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was the something dialogue, like that, yeah. something like that. But that's not an uh, that's not an explanation. Uh, so that's all we got. I was very confused, but okay, he's back. He's cloned. Apparently he was controlling Snoke or Snoke was a clone or whatever it is. So it's all this information, but that was my major problem. I'm just like, this is the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like this movie. Like they just threw all this stuff at us. Uh, I talked to some friends, apparently in the books, they explain more so how the emperor was able to come back. Like there were books leading up to it and had mm -hmm. something to do with like cloning or explain some of the Sith stuff and uh so it was explained but I, I hate one line or explanation so that was a major problem with that that being said that storyline created a great movie like uh being said right. any uh any thoughts on Nemper coming back I mean I guess it's cool he's he's been the big bad through all of it uh I didn't think he was going to be in this one but uh we, we brought the Emperor back thoughts on that um, in general? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it works because he's been, like, the underlying threat throughout all mm -hmm. the movies. Yeah. So this is the way to, you know, close it out, was finally to close out his proportion it also. I mean, for, for me, I mean, I've been a Star Wars fan, so I've read a lot of, a lot of comic books and graphic novels and books and whatever. So him being back, I've, I've seen, you know, we've seen before, you know, he used cloning where he just, you know transmits his essence into like a, a clone or another Good body you know and he has clones of himself so if he dies he just like projects himself his consciousness into another you know just uninhabited clone so that didn't throw me off as much it was just um like you said it, it was just like okay boom this is back and you're like oh, okay well <laughs> here we go <laughs> pretty much yeah. we talked about the lack of connection between like the 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 sequel trilogy where it seems like all right we're doing this movie but we don't have a connection to the second movie oh we're gonna do the second movie but we don't really have a connection to the third movie and then you have the third movie if they yeah. would have ended um if they would have ended the last jedi with just his like laugh or instead of the the kid with the the broomstick oh true it would have been the biggest like shock 
since, and I wasn't alive when, you know, Darth Vader said that he was Luke's father, but, like, I've heard people talk about it, but it would have been, like, the biggest shock in the Star Wars world and would have mirrored, in my eyes, that moving into this movie. Um, it's, you know, it created, I think you said it perfectly, like, I was a little apprehensive, um... When, you know, all the stuff came out, when, like, the, the teasers came out and you heard the laugh and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was I was very apprehensive. I was down with it because, like, you know, there's nothing I can do. I trust Star Wars. Like, put out a product. <laughs> I'm going to watch it and hopefully I enjoy it. Um, but I think that as apprehensive as I was with it, it did create a good movie. So, you know, I was fine with it. And... Did you see at the end, he had, like, a new little get-up. He had a nice little red, like, shirt yeah. underneath, so whatever. He drew a new wardrobe from <laughs> yeah, Force. Right. Yeah, right. Force yeah. wardrobe. Um, yeah, you know, on, on, just to hit on what he was saying, yeah. um, one of the things that, that was always bothered me a little bit about, you know, the transition of movies was that, you know, all the original, the, the, the episodes 1, 2, and 3, yeah, 4, 5, and 6... There's a few years in between each movie Good where call. things happened, things went on. They regrouped, they did this, they went that. There was so where whereas it went Last Jedi and all of a sudden it was you know uh, I mean Force Awakens and then right into Last Jedi like it was like as soon as that ended this was happening and you're like what what you know and yeah, then same yeah. thing here it was like that ended and then this is like happening all of a sudden there was no gap in time where people kind of like built more to the story behind the scenes that's that's a very good point and it's like a lot of times you go to the next movie and the scroll is so important not just because it's one of our favorite things and then the great soundtrack gotta say real quick john williams we saw this short cameo that was great <laughs> that was but great, the yeah. music was on point like yeah. it always is but the usage of like the classic music like the x-wing coming out of the water the music there was so perfect um you know, the Luke and Leia theme, um, you know, the Force theme, uh, you know, we see Vader's Mass, the Imperial March, just the music, the timing of the music was so uh, epic in this one. Excuse me, going back to your point, Chris, kind of talking about time going between these movies. Uh, when we move from movie to movie, kind of also going back to your point, Tim, where you're saying it's, it's like it didn't flow, we have different directors, we're kind of bouncing back and forth, things happen in between. J.J. did kind of undo some things which I thought he would undo a lot because Ryan Johnson, man, I had that whole list on the Last Jedi podcast, you know, destroyed the lightsaber, took out Phasma, all these things, destroyed Poe's X-Wing, um, all that stuff that happened in The Last yeah, Jedi. Killed Snoke and we didn't killed, have yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> and then, you know, Ray's, Ray's origin story, again, changing again. They were nobody. Well, they were nobody, but they chose to be nobody, you know, and all that kind of stuff. JJ did a good job. It worked. Undo- it worked. It did, exactly. It like he, he towed the line very nicely. He did change some things. The uh, offhand comment, which I know Mark Hamill loved uh, doing this scene, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. Like, the smirk on Mark Hamill's face saying that line. I mean, say no more. He, You know, catching the lightsaber in the fire. We'll get there. But basically, my point is, J.D. did a good job towing the line. He kept that new force power uh, with the kind of, what would you call, link between Kylo Ren and yeah, Rey. Call, what 
they call it? A dyad, forest dyad. Right, which I, which I, had they used in the books or any of the lore or anything? I had never seen it before Last Jedi. This one, they introduced the healing, okay, which I think you did say was in some of the lore, the Jedi healing. Yeah, the healing, yeah, it healing's okay. in, in, in lore, and then they established it with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, the yes. Yeah. Which Shame makes, on me. yeah, Shame it made me. perfect sense. Like, when you heard, like, oh, Mandalorian's bumping their episode up, like, two, three days, it made perfect sense once you watched the episode why they did it. But I mean, very good. Call. Yeah. So it it was. I mean, I guess it was cool. It was the like really the only link that I could see so far, other than the one ship potentially being in the movie. Very and very good yeah. point. Um, but I like how JJ used what we call that that force link between them, or you know the uh, you know Facebook Messenger, whatever you want to call it, between <laughs> them. And basically, he took it one step further instead of saying this isn't a thing. Now we, you know, Kylo pulls the necklace off of Ray, which introduced the idea of transferring objects, uh, which would come into play later with the lightsaber. I thought JJ did a great job uh, with that stuff. You guys want to jump into Ray and Kylo? I think now's as good a time as, as any. Yeah, sure. um, I love Ray in this trilogy. Even Last Jedi I didn't love, but I love what they did with Ray and Kylo Ren. I, I feel like they did everything right with Ray. Obviously, in the teaser, you see the dark side Ray with the double. You know, we we, we were always saying, oh, Ray's got to have the double lightsaber because she has had the staff, this and that. I thought maybe Leia's saber was going to connect to Luke's or something like that in some sort that of way. That would have been cool. Yeah, but uh, at the end, you kind of see her with that yellow saber, and it definitely looks like a double double saber for sure. I, I, like, the, I like her saber at the end, though, because yeah. it's totally her. It's got that little cloth at the end. Exactly. I thought it was, like, very well done. Very, you know, minor touch, but I thought it was extremely well done. And apparently the yellow or whatever, like, the colors mean something. I forget what it means, but um, something else I had read. But just such a great job with Rey. We knew she wasn't really going to go to the dark side, but they teased it so well in this movie, obviously, with the misdirect with Chewbacca. What a powerful scene. Uh, you could see it, just tears running down her eyes at certain points, just this internal struggle. And at the same time, you see the light side in her when she's very friendly with the new new droid. You know, um, I forget the new droid's name, but he's like, please. Uh, Dio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, I believe, voiced by J.J. Abrams. Um, you know, she went to touch him and fix him. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> but she's very kind, you know, so... Um, you see her toe that line. I think they did a great job uh, with Ray in this one. Did you guys, for a second, think she was she was gonna turn? No, no. There's there, there's no way. There's no way that Disney built up Ray as this character that you ding, know ding, ding. you know for so many like young girls to emulate and you know to you know you know dress up like it, to, to turn her dark side. I mean, there was no way she was truly gonna go fully fully to the dark side. Maybe she might have like edged that way but she was never going to go fully that way correct correct answer that that is the definitely politically correct or not even politically correct that is the the business answer that we are not going to turn this you know big time uh, heroine into uh the dark side but uh, i will say it was cool with uh you know with the hood and then the teeth which is like ah, you know, i thought <laughs> i thought it was pretty cool tim uh, thoughts on ray or her turning or anything like that uh i definitely didn't think she was going to turn yeah. that double lightsaber uh was pretty badass but you know we only got to see it for all of three seconds yeah, so it when it comes out on disney plus you'll have to rewind <laughs> to watch it over and over again yeah, uh, she did um daisy ridley did a fantastic job yes um there's there's a couple of little things um you know i'm not not really nitpicking um I thought it was really, really cheesy at the end when she took the Skywalker name. Really, I, I, yeah, I bit on that. But I, I, I that. liked it. Like yeah. I said, like a lot of what, a, a lot of the cheesiness. Like I really enjoyed. Like I, I get it because she didn't know who her parents were. 
Luke and Leia were her parents. So, like, I, I totally get it. That old lady at the end is a little weird for me, though. Uh, who are you? Oh, Rayu! <laughs> like, it's just weird. No, I get, you know what? I get that. I'll, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree a little bit. Um, because I did like that. It was like no one we knew and it was some late, you know, you're in Tatooine, this open land, you know, no one's been here for that. And uh, let's be real. Like we all know that old lady. Who are you? Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like we know that person. Yeah. And, I'm and, and, see what's, that your, and what's your last name? Yeah. You're like, okay. I'm going to see that lady when I go to the grocery store. Exactly. Okay. So I thought it was great. Um, and then, um, it, you know, it got me, man, with the, with the Ray Skywalker. Like, I'm gonna be real, it got me, and right, and then it goes to the sun, which is like shaped perfectly like BB-8 for a second, and then they go to that second shot to emulate the Luke Skywalker shot yeah. that's very famous, and it's her and her lightsaber or staff, and then the sunset and BB-8 in the fields, yeah. man. I mean, come, I, I bid on that. How come Ben wasn't in that like Force Ghost? Like, I don't know. I, I was cool with it just being Luke and Leia. Yeah. Um, he he, cause. I don't want to say he rode off into the sunset, um, but basically he he kind of had his, you know, that's a wrap on Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, uh, essentially death scene, um, and I'll take it here, guys. My my second problem with the film, uh, and Chris, I don't know how you how you feel. I I will say this: Chris reacted physically to the way that my brain went. So the, you have this moment. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Um, the self-sacrificing, the fighting together, Kylo, Ren, and Ray, or Ben and Ray, I should say at this point, they love each other, all right? There's all different kinds of love. There's romantic love. There's family. There's caring for each other. There's definitely love. There's a connection. There's all different kinds of, kinds of love. I did not think that their love was a romantic love in any way. They, they had been through an ordeal together. They had been connected. Um, but then when they have that moment and... I believe what he had just saved her or vice versa. I believe that was the case. And they kind of lean in and you're thinking, are they going to make them kiss? You know, like they do that, <laughs> that moment. Cause you know, every, and they do yeah. it. He does it perfectly. Yeah. Like the way they do it is so perfectly. And then they kiss. Chris, I will say this. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but you threw your hand up. And that, that to me was my reaction because I, I disagreed with it. Like I just saw Chris's hand. Like, really, like, Wait, cause like, that was my reaction. Was it too? It was, oh, we're doing this yeah. So it wasn't just me, but like Chris's like physical reaction to like my brain going like, really? Like then him, him, him dying immediately after, I guess made it a little bit better. You know, you're saying goodbye and all this stuff, but I didn't think it was a romantic sort of love, you know. We all know different kinds of love, and uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm on that point where, <laughs> I mean, they were they were connected, and they, and they, I mean, you know, yeah, there was they developed some sort of you know emotional connection. They were, you want to call it, you know, had some core, you know feelings, but like, you know, I don't know. I felt like it was like, oh, all right, come on, you know. Yeah, it was one of my issues for sure. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, the well, it, and again, it was a smart play by JJ trying to make everyone happy. I feel like he, he did a really good job of again trying to make everyone happy. There's a lot of the Ray Kylo shippers, I believe is the term. Raylo. Raylo, yeah, exactly, all, all that stuff. So what? Um, I mean, going 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 back. I mean, if we're, we're talking, we we're kind of talking about Ray, and we didn't really talk about Kylo Ren a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the the connection. I mean, I thought he did a good job of. Pulling what they established in the Last Jedi, where when she was by the ocean and then he felt the spray on his face. True. So they already established that somehow there was a way to, you know, 
pull something from where each other were at. The beads. Yeah, so I mean... And Good then, call, yeah. I mean, and then, then, you know, when they're fighting and she somehow pulled the bead, he pulled the beads and you're like... Yeah. Yeah. And when they're fighting and he knocks something over that's on the planet, but it comes out on the ship. Yeah, so, yeah, some yeah. Of the, so uh, there's like, yeah, there's that, that connection that they have that they can kind of pull from each other's worlds. Very cool. Uh, and a little bit of foreshadowing, going back to your, you know, Ray who at the end of the movie. Again, we kind of see Ray's struggle between the dark and then her being true to herself with the light. Um, when she meets the little girl alien on that planet and then the alien gives her the necklace and she says, you know, my name is so-and-so. Who are you? And she goes, I'm Ray. You know, 3PO's translating. Well, Ray, I would love to know your family name. Like, what is your name? And she goes, it's just Ray. Again, that kind of foreshadows the, to the ending. So that's another reason I liked it, you know, the, again. Yeah. And then the title of the movie. Uh, we didn't talk about that. I'm sitting here watching the whole thing. I'm like, so Rise of Skywalker. Is this, is this, Who's the who's the guy? You know, because again, people are very unhappy with Mark Hamill or Mark Hamill's not role. Uh, the way Luke Skywalker was portrayed in the Last Jedi, uh, his hair looked majestic. <laughs> so I'm not upset in any. Way. It was glorious. Um, but you think of Rise of Skywalker again? We didn't really expect it to be. Might have a little bit more to do with Luke. Um, is Rey a Skywalker? Obviously. Ben is Ben Solo, but technically a Skywalker. So who who is the Rise of Skywalker at the very last scene of the movie? I would assume the title would apply to Rey, the Rise of Skywalker. Yes. And also Ben, in a way. Because uh, I, I think true. Jeff, Jeff had said, since Force Awakens, and I'll give Jeff our buddy Jeff credit on this, he, he saw, he I think he thought Rey was going to turn at some point, but more so he, and I could be wrong on that, more so, he said Kylo was definitely going to come around. And there, there was a lot of people that were saying that Ben was going to redeem himself. Yes. And, you know, I, I mean, I thought thought it would go. You never knew how, which way it was going to go. Um, yeah. I I personally really liked, at the end, when you got to see Ben Solo. Mm. Like, because everything about him kind of changed. Like, you could really see, like, the way he, like, moved, the way, he, like, his reactions were... He was a little. He wasn't like as just like this disgruntled teenager, like with angst. He was just like, okay, like he jumps on that chain and he's just like, whoa, like you know, yeah. And everything was like a little bit more, like you know, it was a little more. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know, um, he yeah, he was he wasn't Kylo Ren as um <laughs> as what up, Bill? <laughs> as um as like more and more people see it and more people um you know see it more times you notice more things. I didn't realize it the first time. I didn't realize it the second time. The third time, because it's been pointed out, when Ray uses her like healing power on him, she actually heals the scar on his face. So the scar that she did. So wow. at the end, he doesn't have that at all. So it's uh, it's just another like little tidbit. Like I definitely did not notice that the the first or second time. I did around. not. Yeah, good job out of you. Man. Uh, I saw it online somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I was gonna say that was brilliant. And then also going back to what you were saying, Chris, as as far as his mannerisms and the change, um, it, it kind of struck me as weird a little bit. But I guess this maybe was maybe more of a Han Solo callback or something when they do the transition between the the lightsaber. Right, Ray drops the lightsaber and uh, Kylo catches it. Then uh, he does kind of like a shrug, you know what I mean? Like like an A, or, you know, almost like a Shawn Michaels before Super Kick kind of thing. <laughs> uh, like an A. But was that like a Harrison Ford thing? Like, what was that? It, it's, it struck me as odd, but I guess maybe that was there, like... there was a couple of things that, 
have been pointed out. I, I, I mean, I can't take. I only saw it once, but there's a couple of things where they did do a couple. You know, him shooting without looking. Yes, that, that one. That Good one I, I saw. You know, and noticed. Like I thought that was that was pretty awesome. Um, he does a point when he's talking to somebody on the. Um, on the Star Destroyer, I think it's one of his, like, generals, and it's the same, like, point, like, the one finger in the face of the general is the same, like, one finger in the face of Leia when they're on one of the, the like, the Death Star, yeah. um, so I thought that was a cool one. Can't remember off the top of my head any other ones. But, I mean, it was, you know, th- their little fight again, where they're connected, he's fighting with the Saber, but then she's... Also in the fight because she's yeah. like somehow she's in, got yeah. the emperor's guards or whatever. Yeah, yeah, fighting the guards, but they're they're both like fighting yeah, each yeah. other. Like you know, like he's like somehow intercepting things those guards, and he's and she's somehow intercepting things the knights of Ren are doing. Yeah, and and something else you notice about Ky- when he's Kylo, like he never really is like following Snoke completely and he's not in, in this case like even with the Emperor he's like I'm gonna do my own thing you know like me and Ray are gonna take over and, and all that stuff uh, the Emperor stuff was kind of weird where he was kind of like sucking their life force but then they got up anyway and then there were all those other Sith things but I guess you had to make it come full circle you have that moment where he is all the Sith and if Ray is gonna kill him then Ray becomes who we, we find out to be a Palpatine which I was wondering if people we're speculating all the way back to a Force Awakens. I know we're like, oh, she's a Kenobi, she's a Skywalker. No were, were, were people saying Palpatine? Uh, I, I can't I, remember. Listen, I saw. I, I don't know. Like, no I, I was. I, I love looking at like the Easter egg videos and just for like things that I didn't notice when I watched. And like somebody did say like a year and a half, two years ago, that they thought that maybe she would be a Palpatine, yeah. and it's like time stamped on YouTube. So, there it is. I mean, I, I guess I trust that. Yeah, any, any timestamp nowadays in twenty twenty because we instantly go Skywalker or Kenobi, a lot of a lot of strong Kenobi yeah. thoughts, which would have been cool. I could see Ray being a Kenobi for a lot of reasons, um, but basically you, you have the Emperor who's back. He's all the Sith. Uh, if you strike me down, I shall become more powerful. But basically, she will inherit the throne and be the Empress. Uh, and then you have this moment where she calls back to the moment she says, "Be with me, be with me." has all the Jedi with her. You have your Mace Windu, your Qui-Gon. Um, help me with the characters from the Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, ah- Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. So, yeah um, you have uh, Yoda. Yeah, Obi-Wan. Yoda was Luke Skywalker. Luke. Uh, everyone. It was really yeah, cool. Got a lot of people in and, there. and bonus points to JJ for bringing in the cartoons. Um, you know, kind of combining all those worlds. Why not? This is the, uh, the coup de grace, if you guys will. And uh, basically, I loved, I, I loved it. It was a great moment. You hear all the voices. She has, I thought, again, I thought the lightsabers were going to connect or something. So it was like a staff. But again, she crosses the lightsabers, Luke and Leia's, and, and takes out the Emperor and uh, saves the day. You have a, another great space battle. So really, really good stuff. I guess, uh, what did you guys think about like that whole good versus evil? Was that like a little bit too easy of, a, of an ending there? Or, I mean, I guess you kind of had to pull out all your cards at that point, right? Like... Well, it's always been, you know, the, the balance. Mm-hmm. So if you know, if, if you assume at that point Kylo went got thrown down the or Ben got thrown down the pit, and it's just the two of them now, and the force is balanced. So it's his power. He's got all the power because it's not dispersed through any other Sith or Jedi, and she's got all the power because it's not dispersed through anybody else. I, you know, I I like the way that she took him out, the way Mace Windu took him out. Whereas he's oh. shooting a lightning, thinking he's got the lightning, and he just bounced it back at him using lightsabers and you know and the force, you know. Oh, good call. And good call. 
could have taken it, you know, almost took him out that way, and that's the way he gets taken out. I forgot about that. I, that scene was reminiscent of something. That That's what it was. Okay. I got you. Tim, any thoughts on, like, that kind of uh, coup de grace final scene? No, I mean, it's 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 a tale as old as time. The battle of good versus evil. The dark um, versus the, the light. The dark versus the light. So, I mean, they did, they did a, a fine job with it. Um, I'm glad that she brought both lightsabers into it. It was a little, once again, a little cheesy, like mm-hmm. saying, I am all the Sith, and then she's saying, I am all the Jedi. Um, if she would have said, you know, very simply, you know, I am a Jedi, or, because just because the term Jedi and what Jedi stand for, I think is, at least for older fans, is we know that it's you know good and we know that it's balance and you know we know all that so like if she would have just said but i'm a jedi or something like that i i would have been better with it instead of i'm all the jedi or i have all the jedi back i i don't know it was still it was fine it, it was it was good um you know i i really i get what you're I saying it, i thought like, it was i thought it was all right it you know fun. you, you kind of had to like pull out all the stops and yeah. Like, yeah all the good guys versus all the bad guys like yeah we get it okay, yeah, okay yeah. cool again i'm still a little bit confused on why the emperor's here but okay that's fine um let's let's take a little bit of a curveball here not not a great segue but let's throw it over to kind of a lot of people are saying that this person is force sensitive a storyline that did not kind of play out uh, we're talking about, of course, Finn, who's great in all these movies. Uh, another defected stormtrooper, what, FN2? Yeah, I don't know. It was FN, was it 287? 2187? I know, I want to know now. It's, well, it's, well, no, because we'll there's out. something important about it, because whatever that number is, it's the same number that Leia's uh, prison number uh-huh. was, her cell number. It was a callback to that. I think it's 2187. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, he's Googling. <laughs> um, yeah. I did like the uh, interaction between him and... Uh, the other character who had uh, defected, uh, I forget, forget her name. 2187, Janna. Uh, Janna. Uh, so the interaction between them where she was like, all of us like laid down our weapons when they told us to shoot civilians. Like I thought that was a great scene. I thought it was a powerful scene. Um, not just to forge a connection between the two of them, but as soon as she said that, like he's he's working on something, he sits up and looks at her like you too. Like I thought that was really cool. I didn't even think the force needed to be involved. Um, which again, they they were pushing Finn being force sensitive, which I which okay, I'm cool with. But also, like, I didn't think the force needed to be involved there. I just thought it was like a cool moment. So he's like, not just me, like you know, because all the other storms trooper shot when finn was there and he was just kind of like put his gun down and i thought that was just a cool moment to for him to know that there were other people like him regardless of of the force or all that kind of stuff um we kind of see more of finn being force sensitive where he's aware where ray is and uh, he's trying to tell her something before they sink in what not quicksand whatever it was um and a lot of people were thinking it was the i love you um, or I have feelings for you, but I'm not going to say it in front of Poe over that <laughs> love triangle. Um, a lot of people obviously are saying, and I think uh, it was revealed in an interview or something that he was going to tell Ray that he was force sensitive. Thoughts on Finn and uh, him possibly being force sensitive? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I thought that was weird. Like I, I didn't know what he was going to say. I didn't think he was going to say he loved her. I don't. Right. You know, I didn't think it was going to go that direction either. I was curious to see what it was going to be, but I don't know. I don't think he needs to be force sensitive. I mean, I agree. I agree with you that. Know, yeah. I, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, great character. I like him a lot. I just didn't think. I didn't think he needed to be force sensitive. Nothing against him being. You know, not saying only the Skywalkers and the Palpatines and all that. Just uh, I, I like again that moment where the the 
he wasn't the only one who defected. I thought that was such a powerful and, and cool scene. I didn't think it needed to be like we just felt the force and it was telling us, you know. But again, it's it's Star Wars. I didn't think he needed that. I um well, what they do is they tease. Listen, like anybody in the Star Wars universe can wield a lightsaber, okay? Yes. Uh, but they teased him with a lightsaber a lot, and it didn't like come to they like did. fruition until like here. So like you see it in uh, the Last Jedi. No, you see it in Force Awakens. Yes. Um, I don't, I, off the top of my head, I can't recall if you see it in The Last Jedi. I don't think so, because I don't think there was a lot of interaction between Poe, uh, Rey, and Finn, um, which was a criticism of The Last Jedi. Like, you separated, like, your main characters. Uh, but in this one, like, when they get sunk into whatever, that quicksand stuff, like, um, you know, Rey goes to, like, heal the snake thing, the serpent, and, like, he's holding the lightsaber again. So, once again, they tease, like, him holding the lightsaber, which, once again, anybody can have a lightsaber and hold it, but, like, they tease, like, the force sensitiveness, like, there. Um, you know, so, I mean, listen, if you're going to expand the universe, which it seems like they're going to do, it really seems like they're going to do something with Finn in another, like, project. Um, I kind of make sense. Okay. It's just that open. it's, you know, it's, um, it's more or less like, well, who's force sensitive and how much of the force can they use? And we know that it's metachlorians. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know that <laughs> it has said. something to do with it. We know that it has no, something I know. to do with it. Yeah. Anyway. It takes it back to community. You're out. With Abed, metachlorians. Listen, really? <laughs> but, but no, listen. What? Are you, what all right, we can get into another no, conversation. You're right. You're right. You're we can right. get into another conversation about what's going on in Mandalorian yeah, <laughs> because yeah. if you're telling me right now no, I know. that they're not going after Baby Yoda, the child, the child. Uh, because of his blood, then there's something going on That's here, fair, man. That's so fair. you know, so now is it like, <laughs> and and if and if you talk about it in you know the episode one where they're saying his Mandalorian counts higher than Yoda's, like it's something to do with it so like how much force can you you know like use based on that that's what it seems like it's going with so i mean like you're expanding this universe um so it's just like you know it is what it is so if you're gonna say that people are force sensitive we never know who's force sensitive now so i mean i mean it, I love John Boyega. I, thought, I think he's, he's fantastic and everything that I've seen him in. So if he gets like another uh, shot at being Finn in another project, I'm in. So oh, he was great. Poe again, uh, I love a lot because you, it just I love the X Wing guys. I finally had an X Wing guy that wasn't Wedge, who I saw for two seconds. You know that I could really relate to. He obviously gets the tap on the shoulder to become the general from Leia. Um, which I thought was a cool role for him. Whereas he kind of had that back and forth with General Leia in The Last Jedi, whereas she was saying, you know, you are more uh, ready, fire, aim, and uh, now he's kind of taking on that more responsible role. He leads them into battle, under gun. Sure enough, they get the cavalry. But, uh, you know, he sees his friends going out. Snap Wexley goes out. They are losing a lot, and he's just like, I'm sorry, my friends. Like, I let you guys down. And uh, sure enough, again, reminiscent of A New Hope, the Millennium Falcon shows up, and Chewie, 
Uh, I think there was a missed opportunity for a Chewy roar there, you know, the over the radio. Yeah, I know. But I think he's I, like, you're obsessed with Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they opted to uh, to what's his name, Babu Frick. I think they opted yeah. his new catchphrase uh, of "Hey," <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> but I think they uh, opted for that rather than the Chewy roar at that point. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm glad Poe got a lot. Of, yeah, that was pretty good, man. I'm glad Poe got his due. And again, I love the the relationship between you have the Poe, Finn, and Ray, um, you know, kind of teasing that love triangle again, but also uh, that hug at the end between the three of them. They're just all tears, and uh, that was another tearjerker moment because uh, they had just been through this ordeal, and uh, they all made it out, and it was just like, what a moment. And it was a, The movie could have ended right there, and I would have been happy, but I did like the, uh, you know, Ray who scene. That was great. Um, a couple more things I want to touch on, and guys, please, uh, you know, if you got any notes, please throw them out. Wanted to talk real quick about Hux being the spy. I will say the way they delivered it was perfect. I will say I did not get there uh, right away. But basically, uh, I noticed, how would I say this? The, the way they showed Hux kind of revealed, he, he goes, I'll do it myself. He takes out the stormtroopers. I'm the spy. And uh, Poe goes, I knew it. And then, uh, what was it, Finn or whoever goes, no, you didn't. And that was like my exact reaction. I was like in my head going, I knew it. No, I didn't. And like I thought like that was a great job by JJ because like he was pretty much saying what my head was saying. Like, Because I'll admit to myself, I didn't know it. But when he said, I'm the spy, I was like, oh, I know it. And then him just kind of explaining it as I want um, Kylo to fail. I don't care if you win. I thought that was a great explanation. But did you guys know it was Hux? Did you guys think it was Hux? Uh, no, I didn't, I never would have thought, like, he, you know, I mean, it's a great explanation, you know, like, yeah, I'm the spy because I want to take him down and then take over, that, you know, that's very, uh, you know, First Order Sith, like, you know, they yeah. want to get, take over from the person. Actually, the person I liked a lot was that General Pride, because he brought some of that old school, school. Yeah. Imperial, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, Captain, My General, dude. whatever, you know, whatever he was, yeah. attitude in there where it was like, just pissed off, like, you know, all right, just go, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, it, <laughs> was, it, it was good. It was really funny. Uh, I thought the little thing after uh, Kylo gets his, you know, helmet makeover, and um, he's in, and he's, you know, talking to the council or Meeting, whatever you want to yeah. call it, and it's, it's very reminiscent of Vader saying, you know, I sense this, and he says, you know, I, I, I sense... You know, you don't like my helmet or whatever, Hux. And, you know, I thought, I don't know. I, I thought, I had no clue that it was going to be him being the spy. Um, I don't really like that he was turned into a comedic kind of performance based on, you know, what you see out of him hmm. in, in, like, you know, The Last Jedi. But, I mean, it was it was fine. You know, he was a minor character anyway. So, like, I didn't really expect anything from Hux at that point. So, the fact that they... Turned him into what he was. Uh, it was. I thought it was well played. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he definitely had a like a, a big trend. Like the in Force Awakens, he was definitely like that zealot. Like you know, makes that big speech, and he's like very, you know, yeah, yeah, very just, you know, uh, I want to say Nazi Germany kind of like there, you know, is. zealot, and then mm. turns into that, you know, the comic relief in the Last Jedi when Poe was just messing with him. 
you know, in the very yeah. beginning, you know, and oh, just made yeah, him look like yeah. a fool. And from there on in, it was just like, but even you know, good call. But you know, even they've then, been just been messing with him. But even then, like he still had a serious like uh, tone to his character, even though he was made a fool by Poe in the beginning, which was fantastic. Um, and then, like the second that Kylo's like, "No, I'm taking over," uses his, the Force and shoots him against the wall. Like that's when the comedy just like goes overboard yeah. with him. So I mean, like, you know, it, it's fine. He's a minor character. You know, I really have no complaints about it. I thought it was funny, the stuff that he said. So, especially with the "shoot me in the arm," otherwise they'll they'll know. Yeah, <laughs> he gets shot in the leg. He shoots him in the leg. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Just a couple of other notes, and if you guys got anything to add, please chime in. Uh, when we were talking about Ray's kind of teasing into the sense of the dark side, something I left out, we talked about the chewy misdirection. I left out the part where BB-8 was crushed by the tree, where she was uh, training earlier in the movie. I thought that was another kind of clever misdirect, like, oh my gosh, she just crushed BB-8. Luckily, he was okay. Uh, you know, Poe kind of checks in and is like, oh, what did you do to him? And she's like, what did you do to the Falcon? Which was, again, reminded me of kind of that Leia, Han Solo, we hate each other, but we like each other dynamic. Um, Poe obviously having the crush on uh, the Carrie Russell character, Felicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to call Felicity. Another interesting point brought up to me, uh, someone had suggested that uh, when C-3PO was being reprogrammed or fixed by Baba... Babu Frick. There it is. Hey! <laughs> That's my dude. They could have done some sort of callback Sorry, to uh, Anakin building c-3po whether it was something in his program or something that, that was oh that would have been that would have been really that yeah. would have been nice where if they did something where like he's fiddling with the wires in the back and he says something from uh yeah, episode Phantom one yeah. yeah i mean i, I would have liked that i think i would have appreciated it but the, the problem is like you really there's a minority of people who enjoyed the phantom menace so right. like yes it would have been a really nice callback but it was unwarranted, so... We, we touched on this briefly. Uh, Mark Hamill bringing the X-Wing out of the water. Just uh, just the, the score alone, the music, uh, was great. And just like, uh, just a, not a redemption arc for Luke Skywalker, but after that last movie, just such a powerful thing. Him catching yeah. the lightsaber after being casually tossed away at the beginning of the last movie um, was kind of a like, okay, Ryan Johnson, like, uh, we're... <laughs> We're taking the helm on this one. And Mark Hamill had said, like, he, he fundamentally disagreed with everything they did with that character. Um, you know, Ray tried to do something similar. I did think it was interesting how, what, what did you call that, Sith Wavefinder? What the heck, Wavefinder? Right, yeah. I thought that was interesting that that thing was completely intact after uh, Ray pretty much burned up the TIE Fighter. And then the X-Wing still worked and all that. But it was kind of a cool callback to see Ray wearing the helmet of the X-Wing. Which is what you see in The Force Awakens. My man. Yeah. So, again, another good job by uh, JJ. The, 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 uh, the Luke Skywalker pulling the, uh, the X-Wing out yeah. uh, is a callback to Yoda. Mm -hmm. All right, And him sitting down is a callback to Obi-Wan sitting down with him and talking to him. So there's a lot of really nice callbacks there. Um, what <laughs> it's such a weird look that he gives. Like I said, Luke Skywalker's hair in this movie, majestic. <laughs> I don't know what he's using, uh, shampoo and conditioner wise, but he needs to let us know. He's born. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, so the look he gives at the end is like, yeah, I did that. It's weird, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. 
Um, any parting thoughts on this one? And guys, uh, I guess we're, this is kind of a hard question, but where, where would you rank this? Do you guys got some uh, parting thoughts or any notes? Uh, one thing we did not touch on is the incredible gag of Ray flipping on the lightsaber in the tunnel and Poe flipping on the flashlight. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was, was it you fun. that said you were waiting for that gag? I was, was waiting like, for it, but I always saw it. I was like, that's brilliant. He's like, the flash yeah. and he like flips it and catches yeah. it, trying to be all cool. He, uh, <laughs> he touched into every uh, like seven year old one of us, <laughs> slash 35 year old one of yeah. us with like, a flashlight. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. You have anything else over there? Ooh. We got it, no, we? yeah, we, we I mean, we covered this. Was just mostly an outline of, yeah, uh, so I knew where, what, yeah. what happened. It's, it's there. a lot, man. It's hard to cover these stars. Um, movies. the listen, I, I appreciate the Easter eggs of like, um, the little, little things that are in there, like them going to that planet and saying, Yeah, this is, um, you know, a celebration that happens every 42 years. Star Wars came oh. out 42 years ago, like, you know, these little, little things I enjoy, and when you catch them as a fan. Before you see it elsewhere, I don't know. I like, I feel a little bit of pride in, in that, and I think it's it's kind of cool some of the things that they do. Um, there the the scene. This will be like my little like thing at the end. The scene where um, Ben and Ray are together. Ray is saying something to Ben, and he's looking at her with these "I love you" eyes, and he she's saying something to him. And I don't know if it was a director's choice to have us not know what she says, Ooh. and it's just like a little moment between them that we're never ever going to know what she says, or if it's just like an editing error. But she is saying something to him, and I don't know what it is. So I, I would like J.J. Abrams to just speak on that, whether we're not supposed to know. But, like, I also feel like if we weren't supposed to know that all we would need is, like, a shot of her, like, mouthing something. And it would have been, like, good. But you could see, like, her cheekbones move and she's saying something to him. I just don't know what it is. Um, well, we'll have to look into that. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, just lastly, before we get out of here, guys, and thank you again for your time. Appreciate it here at House Francis. Um, where do you guys think this one ranks uh, in the, uh, I don't want to say... In all the films, but uh, do I mean this is a forty-two year saga? Are are we happy? Is are we happy? It's over. What do you guys What do you guys think of this one? I was uh, I enjoyed the film. I, I had a couple issues, but it was a I think a neat little package right at the end, right? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was a good close to the Skywalker story. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I it was a great it was a great movie. I mean, it, it's definitely up there for me. Um, uh, where we're gonna go from here? I mean, I, I personally, I'm hoping they just do something new. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and instead of it being, you know, continuing on with like, you know, a future Finn or Ray or Poe or what, whatever. I hope they just re. I, I really want them to just regroup and and do so, something more original, you know, or go to the past and maybe do something of like the old mm. Republic, the old Jedi stories and things like that. I like that line of thought, uh, Tim. Um, I was glad the Knights of Ren got, I guess, their due. Like you got to see them a lot more than we've heard about them for years, but you got to see them a lot more in this. Um, as, uh, listen, J. 
J.J. Abrams, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, he had a borderline impossible task to, you know, satisfy old fans and new fans and satisfy character arcs that are, have been spanning for 42 years and character arcs that have been spanning for the last six. So, like, he had to do all that in this one movie, and I think he did a fantastic job. Now, where does it rank? You know, I think it's tough to rank of the nine episodes um plus whatever but i mean i i'm gonna put it in the top i'm gonna put it in the top four um i think i think it it rightfully belongs there but a lot of that is also like it's fresh it's fresh but like listen i I love the nostalgia that was brought into it and i think listen it felt like a star wars movie it did and and listen jj abrams had a lot (laughs) that he had to do and they had a lot that they had to satisfy and i think that they did the best that they could have done um you know what i like a couple things different but now i'm just being super super picky so like listen i'm happy with the product that they put out this time (laughs) so now we just wait for season two of Mandalorian <laughs> and, and whatever. No, we happening. wait for the Obi Wan series. That's yes, oh, and the, the Cassian on. series coming to Disney Plus is. No, you're not going to be on board with that. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun, but I don't know. Uh, well, it's not in, in <laughs> integral to the story, but I mean, I think it'll be fun. Uh, All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for a few minutes, uh, guys. Of course, check it out in theaters now. The Rise of Skywalker. We are out, and gentlemen, may the Force be with you. <laughs> Hey, hey! <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs>